Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 270 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we are coming to you right after the Kings beat the Thunder 124 to 115. And with me to break the game down is Fong. Hello. So the Thunder played without Shea Gilgis Alexander this game. Um, take with that what you will. The Thunder. Even though I, when they said Shea was out, they're a tough team and they're going to make this a game. And boy, did they make it a game. But let's start. Let's start at the beginning. It started out uh, with the Kings like smoking hot from three, six for nine uh, to start. But then they cooled down. Well, while, while they were hot from three, they built up a pretty decent lead, a double digit lead. And um they started to cool down in the second quarter but they were still running good offense they just couldn't hit their shots but still they managed to actually still keep a pretty big lead uh all the way through the first half and the thunder well just without shea and the fact that they traded away like certain guys like uh mike muscala they really just don't have enough rotation players to really to really be able to threaten the kings even when they were going through a dry spell yeah, they had um I don't know what kind of offense they were running. They they were just playing how I guess a pickup game should be played, to be honest. They tried to make something up and you know, I mean it worked out for the you know, the most part for their uh, end, but I mean they had some pretty lethal offensive players that uh especially in Isaiah Joe that kept on uh keeping the Thunder I guess you could say somewhat alive. Well, like in the first half, he didn't do that. He was actually pretty. No. He was actually pretty silent for the most part. I don't, I don't remember if he hit a three, <laughs> but you know, like they try to run some dribble, dribble handoff stuff. They try to like basically get guys going downhill. But again, like you know, they just don't have like overall enough talent, especially off the bench. Like you know, Jalen Williams. Both the Jalen Williams are pretty good. Isaiah Joe, you know, we find out later is really good. Um, Josh Giddy is good. Lou Dort. But still just very disappointed with just how little he's really grown on the offensive end. But like off the bench, like JRE, like Waters, Kenrich Williams is fine. Like Trey Mann, I don't know if he's an NBA player, to be honest. Like Aaron Wiggins is fine, but like it's just not enough guys to be really be able to compete against a team like the Kings. Like weird sentence to say, but the Kings simply out-talented them. Yeah, and not to like, discredit the OKC Thunder because there's a lot of talented guys around OKC. It's just that it, it, the pieces kind of don't mesh together, I'd say. I feel like if uh, maybe a few moves here and there and uh, they'd be uh, probably a well more rounded team, maybe a, a better, a little better coaching maybe, I don't know. No, I I I don't think the pieces are there. Not right now, anyway. And like they almost purposely kind of tank themselves into this. So it's this might be on purpose, but I I think they have enough pieces, but or they don't have enough pieces. Like the I thought the game plan was fine. Like their offense is fine. It's just they don't have guys that can finish. Is the issue, and you know not enough guys handle the ball. But like they have enough pieces. It's just this is very different when you get Sh- uh, Shea and uh, Chet Holmgren by next year, you know. And you know, like maybe another draft picked, and like hopefully one of these guys turns into just a rotation level player. You got a pretty dangerous team, but you know without Shea, without Holmgren, 
Yeah, you don't have that right now. That's not a good team. Yeah, like I said, it's just a bunch of guys that got together and you know played somehow played against the team or Kings. I mean, anyways, in the second half, like this how this started in the second quarter, but the Kings go cold from three for them, and then in the third quarter, the Thunder start just starts like getting hot from three. They finished the quarter eight for twelve, but they started out eight for nine in the in the third quarter, and they basically got right back into the game. Uh, the, the lead got as low as four, but then the Kings kind of, they started to wake up themselves. They also hit some pretty, pretty crazy shots themselves. And they were able to kind of, you know, build enough of a cushion go going into the fourth or like they had a four point lead going into the fourth. And then they made just enough shots in the fourth quarter to keep the game out of reach for the, for the thunder and ultimately win this game. Yeah, that's, I would say that second quarter and somewhat in the fourth quarter pretty well scoring games in my opinion but i mean we, we persevered you, you said through. you say that 40 points in the third quarter oh did, did i say third quarter or did i say fourth oh you said oh i thought you said i thought you said the second half uh but uh no i meant to say second quarter i think i don't know if you could hear me but uh what you're it? yeah i mean you know like i said the king's perfect persevered yeah, and they made and again, like while the Thunder were s- smoking hot from three, like the Kings kind of matched them and a little bit more. And ultimately, like the the Thunder cooled down from three in the fourth quarter, and the Kings, you know, was ch- played ju- played just well enough to be able to kind of hold the ball. Yeah, I was a little afraid since you know Shea was out, and you know they're just gonna let the Thunder play out um, their guys against us, and you know. Coming from a very big win in, uh, you know, the LA Clippers, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of sl- slapped off a little with a team like uh, they had in OKC. And again, like the the Thunder are a team that fights. They fight like they're in the same vein as Utah, where they they might not have the most talent, but they're a well coached team, and the, they've got they've gotten buy in from these players and. These players, like, they probably know they're not going to be stars, so the only way they're going to stick around is to play as hard as possible. And, yeah, these guys didn't give up, and they kept fighting, but ultimately the Kings just out-talented them again. It's it's one of those just re- – it's a very weird sentence to say, but they simply out-talented it, uh, the Thunder, who just did not have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, so let's talk a little bit about the individual players uh, really quickly. Like Sabonis just did his thing, six for eight, 14 points, uh, 15 rebounds, eight assists. Harrison Barnes, I thought was fine for the most part. He's been getting a little bit uh, more burst lately. Like he had a really nice like drive and just dunked on essentially like three guys uh, going down the lane. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting to see Barnes, uh, you know, play in this kind of style again. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually surprised. I thought he actually drew a few fouls, but I guess what you call it was on the floor instead of a shooting foul. Yep, it's we've gotten used to those like you know initiation fouls. I call it like old man fouls. Uh, but it seems like De'Aaron did that this game instead. But you know, like he, I thought he was good this game. Like played some good defense and uh, yeah, just could, you know overall contributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ke- Keegan Murray. Just he started out actually kind of rough. He could not buy a three, but then he started to heat up. And yeah, and 
you know, he's also just adding more off the dribble stuff. I'm very curious to see, like, by the end of the season, what that's going to look like. But he's still, he's still like a lethal three point shooter. And yeah, just adding more off the dribble stuff. Yeah. And he has some pretty good hands, I'd say, because, I mean, he got a, what? Let's see, three steals. Wow, that's actually more than I expected. Uh, yeah, try to get uh, some of those picks, and uh, actually worked out for him. Yeah, uh, like the the Kings were pretty aggressive on defense this game. Even like Davion tried to go for a pick six layup. He he ended up whiffing on it. But like you, I I love the energy that the Kings had this game on defense. Like there was even one play where uh, the ball gets deflected um, into the backcourt, and Malik Monk chased down the ball. But it, now, ultimately, I think Trey Mann ended up getting the ball, but it was just, like, interesting, like, really refreshing to see them, like, really go for it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully this keeps up and, uh, you know, all the way up into the playoffs. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, he he had his essentially customary 30-point game right now, you know, eight to add eight assists. Now, I will say, he was rather hesitant to attack uh Lou Dort. He did get him a couple times, but you can clearly tell like Dort is a guy that makes him think twice about just straight up attacking. Yeah, which is interesting because there was a point where uh they tried even doubling Fox at uh time, but you know, Fox you know decided to go on the one-on-one uh what you call it against Dort instead. And um while he didn't shoot well from three, he was three for nine. Those he hit some early ones, and that really opened things up for him. Like they they stopped going uh, underneath the screens. Like Lou Dort, like really disrespectful early in the game, where he went so far under, and um, De'Aaron stuck it right in his eye. And after that, like you know, they stopped going underneath, and it really opened up his game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Kevin Herter had a rough game. I I thought he had some nice drives to the rim. Like he really has great touch on floaters. But he couldn't buy a three. He turned the ball over uncharacteristically and uncharacteristically enough. He, he and he didn't hit a three this game. Just a just a rough game for him. But I really do hope he snaps out of it soon and hopefully comes time for the playoffs. But right now he's really struggling. But he's trying to find ways to contribute. Yeah, I mean, he's still out there. I'd say. I mean, that's a good thing, of course. But. uh I still wish we get to see more of uh, his inside game rather than, you know, I guess relying on the free at times. I mean, the free ball will come with time, like you said. So, I mean, might as well see more of his defense and uh, what you would call inside game while at it. Yeah. And, you know, the the Thunder were like really tight on him on like the lock and trail. Like they they did not let him get open, get like open looks off the catch. So that's why he drove to the rim as much as he did. But yeah, like it's been the theme with him. He's just not shooting well as of late. And hopefully he does just snap out of the funk. It just seems like every Kings player goes through a funk sometimes. And right now we're looking at her only 20 minutes this game. Mm -hmm. And at first we were looking at Monk, (laughs) but now it's kind of flip flopped. Yeah. And again, it's Keegan at the early early part of the season. Like, don't forget Harrison, like started out shooting like 16% from three at the early, early part of the season. Yeah. And right now, I, let me check. He is up to, I believe, 37%. I think that's what I heard. Uh, he is, yeah, 37%. So like yeah. everyone kind of goes through a slump on the Kings for some reason. It, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, Trey Lyles was kind of the unsung hero for this game. 
like he he does his customary like you know comes in gets a few rebounds maybe gets a few scores but he really like like i really like how physical he is on defense uh, like and the fact that he you can actually put him on like a wing like jalen williams the uh, santa clara one like that's actually pretty that's interesting and that's going to be big down the stretch for the kings now granted it's not like jalen williams right now is a world beater but just the fact that like jalen williams can't just get straight to the basket with trey lyles on him that's a big thing for the kings and also like he had he hit some big shots to really like open up the game again to build a cushion for the kings in the fourth so that you know they ultimately hang on but you know, he's just out there just making plays. And yeah, it, it's really like getting getting Trey Lyles. It has been basically the best part of the Marvin Bagley experience. This is what like if, if Marvin Bagley just did this kind of stuff, like he'd be he would have been terrific. But, you know, some people just can't figure it out. But Trey Lyles has figured it out. Yeah, I mean, sadly for Marvin Bagley's in. I mean, we barely saw him on the floor anyway. And his defense, you know. Doesn't even compare to Trey Lyles, in my opinion. And yeah, and like, you know, no offense to Trey, but like, he's not even as good. Like, Tr- Marvin can't even get to Trey Lyles' level. Like, we're not talking about like some Jared Jackson stuff. Like, we don't need him to be that, but like, just be competent, you know? But it is what it is. Let's not bag on Marvin too much. He, he recently just came back. He, he was good in this first game. Oh, okay. Hopefully, you know, he stays healthy and continues to be on the floor. Is he still a starter? I be- I don't believe so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about Detroit's situation. I, I, fr- I think James Wiseman is starving, but I think Jalen Duran was hurt. So I, I don't know what that situation is. Yeah, I see. But yeah, uh, Lyles, unsung hero, hit some big threes, gave, gave the Kings a cushion in the fourth. And that's that was how they kept, and they ultimately hung on to that cushion. Um, and to win the game, mm-hmm. uh, Malik Monk, he only had 12 points, which I thought that was a typo. It felt like he had 24 because like every single three he hit was huge. He was four for five from three, four for six from the field overall. But every single three he made was just in, in crucial moments, like especially when the Thunder were kind of making their comeback. Malik kind of matched a few of those threes to kind of keep the Kings' lead alive. And yeah, ultimately, like they win because of that. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised he missed one three. Uh, other than that, I'd say his defense was pretty nice this game as well. He tried to stick with uh, his guy in front at most times. Um, I mean, even though he got did get 4,004 turnovers this game, it, it just didn't seem like it was that detrimental to the game in his end. Yeah, I thought he was really good on defense too. Like he didn't straight up get blown by, and like even when he got blown by, it was like to, it was it forced him into the help. And yeah, it just, he just kind of it was just a good game for him, like allowed Malik Monk game. Like the box score does not match the on court product, and in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly talk a little bit about uh, the Thunder, like Isaiah Joe. Like for some reason, when he start, so he started this game. And he didn't play well. So he came off the bench for the second half and he absolutely lit it up. Like he is, he is a dis- dangerously good shooter. Like he's so good shooting. And yeah, he almost single handedly like brought, brought the Thunder back and had the Thunder won this game. We know who to credit it to. Oh, yeah, pretty much. I, I felt like he had, like, how I say it, started slow, got hot, but 
kind of ended up uh, on a flat note towards the end. Now, I mean, again, I'm not sure if that's kind of like a thunder ding where they're kind of you know tanking maybe, but he he will be a very great asset to the Thunder in the future for sure. When you have to rely on one guy to basically like do so much at a certain point, they're going to probably gas out. Like they play, he played, I think like the entire, like most of the third quarter and a lot of the fourth, he kind of gassed out a little bit, but it's just that unless, unless a guy is a superstar, you just can't rely on a guy to get buckets for you every single time down, down the line. That's just Mm -hmm. not how it works. Like think that, I mean, it was kind of like the Nick Batum game, right? Nick Batum could not miss up until the four, up until the end of the fourth quarter. And when things got tight, like, you know, you tend you tend to falter like a little bit unless you are a star. You just can't rely on a guy to make every single shot like that. Oh yeah. Um, Lou Dort. As I'll just keep mentioning every time I see him, it's just I can't believe he's a fifth or I think he's like fifth or fourth year player, and he still just goes to the rim out of control as much as he does. Now I, I will say like he he did make some really nice passes, but like when he tried to go finish around the rim, it is just really charringly disappointing like how unpolished he is like just it's it's pretty surprising (laughs) just as a guy that i like i've looked up like a guy that i really respect as a player yeah um to be honest i can't really say why he does that but uh, maybe when uh okc becomes more of a you know they actually start contending i guess Maybe his mindset will change. Maybe the coaches will tell him, "Hey, you should kind of tone that down and you know give more opportunities to guys like Josh Giddy." I kind of wish I saw more uh, Josh Giddy, even though he did score eight for ten against us. I'd rather give uh, some of those opportunities to the other guys, in my opinion. Well, the issue with Dort is that he can't shoot. Well, this game he shot well, but he's not really a good shooter. Like you know, but I, I watched B-ball breakdown growing up. Like he said, one of the ways you can tell if a shooter is good is by the way he misses. And Dort has some bricks. And so did the rest of the team. But like, it's just, you can tell he's not really a shooter. And his driving game, it just, again, it's incredible. I'm just shocked of just how unpolished he is. We'll see if he can figure it out when he just has less responsibilities. But at the same time, like his defense is absolutely elite. Like, to be able to make De'Aaron Fox like think twice about attacking you, that's something. And we'll see what he is in, in the good version of a Thunder team. Oh, yeah. Um, Josh Giddy, as you mentioned, 8 for 10 from the field. Although I will say, like, I love Josh Giddy. Like, he is, he is really, really good. Like, he is a transcendent passer. He's, like, right there with LaMelo Ball in terms of his vision and timing. Like, he's... He needs to probably just be a little bit more aggressive, but I don't know if he's able to with his skill set because he's not very quick, doesn't have an amazing handle, but he's a very like he's very good at like utilizing angles and using his big body to kind of like bully his way to the rim. But you know, he's really good, but like the eight for ten, it's just I, I felt it was a very quiet game from him. Yeah, it's very surprising to me that he went eight for 10 because uh, most of his shots, I would say, were too memorable. Uh, I'd say if, uh, you know, the team around him played a little like more coordinated offense, I'd say it'd be he would have a better effect because I remember there was a play where he was kind of stuck in the free throw line 
around like our Kings players. And I mean, he, he had to make up something for his own, to be honest. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty bad play. He just kind of got stuck inside the paint and somehow didn't get caught for five seconds. But yeah, like he I, he's good. But he, the issue is with he doesn't really have an outside jump shot. And without the ball, like he's not in, as effective as a player. But I think he can figure that stuff out. Like at, when he does have the ball, he's pretty good in my opinion. I just feel like he should attack more, especially without Shea out there. Yeah, and you know, like I said, take some of uh, Wood Dort's um, drives and you know utilize it for yourself. Uh, Jalen Williams, Santa Clara. Apparently, J Dub is his nickname. Uh, he had a decent enough game. Did have some rookie mistakes where he just could not finish. Like he missed a dunk, a wide open dunk in the first, and then smoked a layup like late, late in the late, like around early in the fourth. He's he's gonna be good. Like he's he's got like he really showed off his really long arms this game. Like he's going to be really really good on both ends. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I loved him in the draft and really wish he was on the Kings, but alas, it was not, it was not to be. Yeah. He was, what was it? 12 or 13? I forget. 12 or 11th. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I really wish we had that kind of pick as well, but you know, him for him, I mean, as long as he keeps on developing his offense, I, he's going to be a really uh, intriguing player in the next few years. Uh, anyone you want to talk about on the bench? For this for the thunder for the thunder yeah i mean they pretty much did their role in my opinion um not too many like like i said kind of coordinated offense they is mostly how would i say it i don't know how to describe it but one person i'd say is wendy waters coming from the g league i believe yes he, he played he, earlier in this earlier tonight <laughs> or earlier yeah. today in the g league and suited up again for this game so yeah i mean he had a, like a really good uh, small stretch for himself where he hit i i want to say bat to bat threes and uh in terms of offense i mean what you gonna call it? I want to say he kind of got Metu upset, or uh, who who was it that was guarding Wendy? I forget. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, but other other than that, I mean, yeah, Wendy was uh pretty intriguing, especially for a guy coming from the G League. I mean, you know, when you're not playing any kind of high stakes basketball, and you you just need someone to step up, like you know, he he was there. I don't know if he has a real role. I have no clue if he's any, if he's any good. I need to see more of them. I was just yeah. saying that. And I will say you are being very disrespectful to a team that scored 150 points this season. I believe <laughs> on the Celtics or the Knicks. I don't remember. This offense is fine. It's just they don't have the talent. That That's the problem. But, you know, apparently, according to you, bad offense and bad coaching. You should fire everyone. <laughs> might as well no i'm just kidding i will say dario sarge would be an interesting guy if like he's not like as a minimum guy probably or like maybe like two or three million like i think that's a very interesting backup setter now granted he's not very big but he basically does similar things to uh just to, to some bonus yeah it's too bad we don't see him play much um is this actually his one of his first games back uh probably or mm. you mean back from the injury or or like on the thunder? On the thunder. I think this is yeah, probably well, they've only played, I think, like one other game. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, actually, when did he come back from injury? Because I I thought the Suns would uh love to utilize Dario. 
early this year. I think they wanted to get Darius Baisley, who I don't believe played in the Bucks game. So I'm shrugging. So yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Eh, I mean, who knows? Well, we'll see what comes from Dario in the future, I guess. Yeah. Um. Hey, so let me see. Let me see what else I have my, on my notes. So with this win, the Kings are now 10 games above 500. Just think about that. The Kings yeah. will be 10 games above 500 during the season. Just think about saying that at the, at the beginning of the season. Um, it is also a G-Man's 3,000th game, he's called. So that is over what? That is over 30 years, basically, Jeez. of just him calling game. I don't, I don't know the math. So, um, but like that, yeah, that is a lot of time. You know, G Man, like he's great. Like also the ability to be able to solo commentate on a game, that's incredible to me. And yeah, he he's I've heard he's a great person. And from the times that I've heard his commentary, his commentary is also very good. Great person, really, really great to have had him like as an announcer for so long yeah kind of wish we had the broadcast where he uh commentated uh this game because uh yeah it's been quite a while since we've heard him uh actually be on the broadcast yeah um you know just great great things from him hope like we were really hoping for like so the kings actually put up a tribute video which was very nice but I don't know. Bring him to the locker room. Like have a have like you know give him give him the DPOG chain uh, instead of Fox. You know. <laughs> oh, you mean G Man? Yeah, G Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Actually, how old is he? He he. He's over seventy, if I remember right. I don't mm. know seventy something, but he's up there. Hmm. I see. Well. Let's see. Let's hope that he continues uh, his, you know, work and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what else to say, to be honest. Well, just congratulations, congratulations to the G-Man. He's, he's been a, he's been a staple of uh, the Kings and really happy to have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and so just to kind of connect it back to the Kings, the Suns and the Mavs lost today. So they dropped down half a game and the Kings actually won tonight. So, now they are pretty they they're building a bit of a bit more of a cushion like they did earlier earlier like before the all-star break so they are now officially uh three games above fourth place phoenix and the clippers who are tied and four games above the mavericks so they're building up themselves a little bit of a cushion and also they're only one and a half games behind memphis now memphis did win the last game so the kings are still kind of trying to catch up but yeah the kings you know they had a very 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 good day in terms of seeding and there's a chance that the late the clippers could lose to the uh nuggets tonight and they would drop to uh what three and a half behind the kings so i'm not going to complain about that things it's been a good day for the kings yeah let's see if this keeps up and yeah you know maybe we'll stay in the third who knows we'll be in the second man I'm hoping for the second. I'm I'm gunning for that second place at this point. Like (laughs) there's there's blood in the water right now. Like Memphis, um, they have they've gone five and five in their last ten. So like they've been kind of scuffling a little bit. You know, like you got to smell blood here and just kind of go for it and just you know keep winning. Like you have very like these are some tough games against like you know playoff contenders or in OKC's perspective. I don't know if they are anymore, but like. You know you're fighting you're you're fighting against like playoff contenders, 
And you have a good chance to actually build up a cushion because you're going to need it like down the stretch. And this, you know, I don't think this is a soft part of this part of the schedule, but you know, to get any advantage that you can win the games that you need, win as many games as you can and, you know, take advantage. Yeah. And from there, it's all, uh, you know, gain that sweet playoff experience. OKC's below the Lakers now, who Lakers have been surging lately. They've won the last three. Yeah. Mm. The three and one in their last four. Yeah. I feel like it's still going to take a lot for the Lakers to, you know, make it <laughs> into the play-in spot. Jeez. They're still one game behind, which isn't much for, what, 20-ish games left? Uh, so, yeah, well, I guess we'll see for them. They came back down 30, 27 against the yeah, Mavs. I know. That's crazy. I, I saw that. Maps, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Did they have both Kyrie and Luka yeah. out there? Yeah, they're win they're they're one and four, one and three with Luka and uh Kyrie so far. Their only win is against the Spurs. Mm, who have lost the last 16. Huh? <laughs> really? Yeah, some they you might as well just say, yeah, they're they're going for Wimby. Yeah. <laughs> Man, whoa, yeah, that that does not look right. Uh I mean Houston Rockets lost eight in a row. Sure. So light light work. Yeah, light work, but Spurs, my gosh, they're they're trying to get to that bottom bottom. Yeah. Um, so you know, the, the Lakers are surging. They're surging a little bit. We'll see where they end up. I don't know what the hell is happening with the Blazers. But, you know, like, honestly, part of me, like, there is an alternate universe where the Kings could have been in the Blazers' spot and the Blazers could be in the Kings' spot. It just so happened the stars aligned that the Kings were the one that surged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of the standings, we will be potentially – Facing Dallas if they stay in the six. Oh yeah, we would, huh? That'd, that'd, that would that's actually a great matchup for the for the Kings because they they don't have a lot of size, they don't have a lot of defense, which is perfect for the Kings because the Kings don't have a lot of defense and a lot of offense. Like that would be a fun seven game series. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe the Warriors could sneak in, and I'm 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 pretty scared of the Warriors <laughs> to be honest. Every single team should be scared of the Warriors, like Memphis. I know they think they want to face the Warriors. You don't want to face the Warriors. Nuggets don't want to face the Warriors at all. Yeah, you just hope that one of the other teams uh, somehow knocked the Warriors out. I will say, like if the if the Kings face face the face the Mavericks, and let's say they win that series, does that validate the 2018 draft? <sighs> it doesn't. But let, let's just yeah. play that game. Uh We'll say yes for now, <laughs> but I mean, I I just want to tend to forget what happened in those years. Uh, you know what? Honestly, kind of. Well, I don't really want to play them because their new their new team is actually pretty scary. But like Kings versus Lakers, I think that's the juiciest. That would be in terms of like point like um, the history, the baggage, yeah. just the you know like. To to be able to, I don't want to say retire LeBron James, but like, you know, to to be able to vanquish LeBron James like like in the playoffs like that for an up and coming team, that would be huge. Yeah, that's if you know Lakers get through the play in 
and uh, somehow end up, let's see, in the seventh seed, which what's well, I how the play. Yeah, yeah, that's how it worked. If they if they win the first play in game, if they get yeah. into like seven eight, they have to get a seven eight first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say, if they if they're the seven seed, I as the Kings would even consider dropping down to the third because I I don't want to play the Lakers because they have a lot of talent, they have a lot of size, and they have the greatest floor general of all time. And you know, let's not forget, AD is still good. I, I don't know what's happened. Like people, te- like the perception of him is that he's just this trash player who kind of tagged along with LeBron. But people forget he is really good. As long as he's healthy. <laughs> That's as long the key as point. he's healthy, yeah. Oh, uh, if they lose AD, it's done. It's done. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like Lakers are scary, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, who knows it. Uh, last piece of news before we close this. Uh, Quinn Snyder has been hired as the head coach of the Hawks. Uh, Quinn Snyder last coached the uh, Utah Jazz before they blew it up. Um, it is a five-year deal uh, with the with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, what are what were your thoughts? I guess when you first heard the news. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, oh, good luck with Trey Young, and I hope that you have the heart to, you know push him around because that's the one guy you got to get through to, you know, unlock the Hawks um, potential uh, for the playoffs. I got a hot take right now. Oh boy. What is it? Quinn will outlast Trey Young. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, That's, that's a tough call for me to say. (laughs) Although on the other side, I told you right after this news, I was, I was thinking, yeah, he's going to work for three years. Get the five-year, get the five-year salary. I I don't know. I this is a problem. If this doesn't work, like by like they have a whole year to figure it out. But Trey Young is is has issues with coaches. Quinn Snyder is a very good coach. Let's see which side wins out. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, when is he actually? Uh, starting to coach for the Hawks. No, I have no clue how that works. Uh, so think about it this way: it's the it, the was it the unstoppable force against the immovable object. That's what I'm thinking of. Hmm. Well, whenever they start, I mean, hopefully everyone's in agreement. But then again, we always see those teams where you know everyone's in agreement, and maybe a season later, uh, it all falls apart. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't fall apart for the Hawks. Oh, so they did. Okay, so sorry, sorry to kind of go off track or get back on track. I don't, I don't know which one. They actually did give the DPOG chain to Jer G Man. No way. Yeah, they posted. They posted the. Uh, they posted the video on the Kings uh, Twitter. Really, they gave it to G Man, huh? Yeah, so they did give it to they did give it to um what's it called? They did give it to De'Aaron during the game, but they also gave it to G Man and he, oh, he did his I own see. little speech, which that that's A plus. That's A plus from the Kings. Love oh it. yeah. That that's the culture I wanna see from the they, Kings. They also gave him a jersey of three thousand. So Oh dang. Pretty, that's dope. Is he yeah, he I mean he he has to be in OKC right now, right? Oh uh, yes. No, 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 they did not teleport back to Sacramento <laughs> um, in what twenty minutes. 
Yeah, I gave the chain and the jersey to them while De'Aaron Fox was there. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible to have to like travel all over the place. He's only missed like a fee- us like a handful of games during his tenure too. Like he's all about Iron Man. <laughs> like that's pretty Iron. That's Iron Man shit right there. Oh yeah, and that's... the only reason why he missed some games was COVID. So, you know, really? Oh wow. So. Yeah, again, just all all the props to G man. Um, so love love what the Kings did. I love this. This is something I can legitimately say I'm proud of the Kings for doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I guess one last I guess one last thing. What were you saying about the, uh, <laughs> the Quinn Snyder? Uh, yeah, I I just hope that it works out because, uh, in my opinion, I thought Quinn Snyder is one of the better coaches around the league. So, I mean, if Quinn Snyder can't, you know work out for the Hawks and uh, definitely something has to be done with Trey Young. <laughs> I, oh, I, I want to say this, you know what? I'll just say it just because no one's going to remember if I'm wrong. I think John Collins is going to outlast Trey Young. How about that? Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> that's even a hotter take because he's gone. He's, he's, the- he's gone as soon as he's eligible to be tra- traded. <laughs> <laughs> he's, fu- he's so fucking gone. You know what? A- ain't nobody going to remember this. So whatever. And if I'm right, I'm a fucking genius. I'm going to reference this episode every single time for the rest of the time. That man has been pleading to be out of the Hawks, but he's still there. The the Hawks want to trade him. (laughs) Like everybody wants, (laughs) everybody wants, (laughs) like nobody wants each other. It's just, they can't get anything back for him is the problem. This is one of those things where you're just like, well, at least sign the guy and just hope to trade him later. This is what happens. Guy doesn't have much value. <laughs> I think he's a good player. If the price is right, the Kings should really go for him. But I think the I think the Hawks won a lot, and you know the Kings just never want to match that um, that desire. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, at this point, his value has been so. Uh, well, I don't even know what's the word. It's, it's like just, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's bottomed out. I was like, I, I'm thinking of a term. I will just say bottomed out for now. Yeah. So uh, maybe the Kings will slip in with something, but if that value is going to be low, he's going to definitely be uh, asked around for uh, by other teams for a uh, probably potentially better value. Well, good luck to Quinn Snyder. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening to this one. We'll catch you guys back on the second OKC game on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see you guys later.